0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Elle Rambles podcast. I have my lovely co-host Jules here joining me, Elle, today for a storytime talk. So today we are going to be getting a little bit personal and discussing something that a lot of people... Have been interested in and asking us about and that is how we got started with our team with our business with our baby um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today and then we're going to end you with three kind of tips and I guess a, a follow-up on what we talked about today and how you can apply it to your life if you're interested in maybe starting your own business or exploring a passion of yours that you were once a little bit hesitant to try and to do so before we jump in I just want to ask Jules how she's doing what's new what's up
1: hey hey Elle. hey everybody out there listening I'm always excited to join my co-host here to talk about uh, different topics and especially today I think uh, when we were talking about different topics um, it all sort of stems from passion and whenever I just even think about uh, our team and passions uh, that gets me fired up so i I'm really fired up I guess you could Yay. say <laughs> so I'm really glad to be here how about you how about how are you doing
0: good I'm good there's just loads of things new we just have jam-packed February ahead of us for not only you guys listening but just for the team and just for the general public January I feel like for us was not a typical January we had so much organization happening in January and not a lot of action so February is basically our start of actual action (laughs) you know when you take um we have uh, the real production of all the thoughts that we kind of put together in january so that's exciting to me doing this right here is what energizes me you know product and uh the final result is what energizes me so i love the work that goes into it so before another um quick little thing before we get started for, uh, for you guys, you know that leaving us a review is the best thing that you could possibly do for the podcast We don't make money from this podcast. It's not it, There's nothing more to the podcast other than we like to give out This information and we love to have our passionate chats uh, So we decided that we would do a giveaway for the review. So if you leave us a review on itunes and you screenshot that review and you send it to our email info at bestfitbody.com i'll put that in the show notes we will pick a winner to win a four-week training program from team best fit body so i'll remind you guys at the end but if at any point at all you want to just stop and leave the review and come back to us, please do. Um, and alongside that, if you are listening and you love anything that you hear or you're enjoying this podcast, please take a screenshot of it on your smartphone and upload it to your Instagram story and tag us in it. We love to see who's listening and it just completely makes my day, The uh, you know, the 48 hours. Um, immediately after we upload a podcast seeing all of you guys listen to it literally just like my heart explodes so um thank you guys for doing that and we we love it and we encourage you guys to keep doing it so now let's get into the good stuff
1: the topic for the day yeah yeah well you know it's one of the things that we are often asked and especially you know, not only online, I, I know Ellen has a lot of online community and I have a lot of um, people that I network with will often ask us questions about, and I'm sure you all are asked all the time, you know, a little bit about yourself and what, what got you started doing what you're doing. So uh, I guess we're going to just jump into talking a little bit about how Team Best Fit Body got started. So I want to, toss a question back to Elle, because I'm going to be completely honest, I'll share things about me, you know, I'm, I'm not 25, Elle is 25. Um, I am her mom, for those of you just listening. And so I remember you know pivotal points in my life that have have led us to where we are now and i'll share some of that but i want to toss this back to Al because i i know i have a feeling i know some of the answers but i also want to hear it from her at what point did you um or what was it that sort of sparked the passion for the direction of um, where we are now, I guess you didn't really know, but what, what was it that got, yeah, got you thinking?
0: Well, so how we started, I had no idea what I was doing. Like when we started what we have now, which is a team, uh, if you don't know, it, it's a team of competitive athletes, bodybuilders, bikini competitors, but also lifestyle clients and people who are just looking to learn more about their health um, and about taking care of themselves. So I didn't know that that was the direction that we were going to go. So I didn't start out with this idea in mind, like, ooh, let's be, you know, online trainers. Now that's really common. Um, a lot of people are online trainers, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when I got started, that was not not what my thoughts were. So basically, 2013, right, is that the mm-hmm. – that's, mm-hmm. that's when we started. So it was 2013 – I was a sophomore in college and Instagram, fitness Instagram, I guess, just kind of started um, or maybe even just Instagram in general. I don't know when it began. And I started posting my clean eats, my recipes, because I was clean eating and you have to make something fun of it. Uh, I was posting my recipes, my workouts, and I literally just grew this Instagram uh, following, but more of a community. And I started a website or I started I started blogging um and so that's literally how I got started even in this like space um and then that was for fun I had no idea that that was going to be a career <laughs> or what we do now
1: Yeah no that's you know that's it's interesting because I saw and I watched what was going on in the fitness industry and, you know, I'll give a a real quick little synopsis. You know, I've been a trainer, um, off and on through the years for since I was uh, 23. I ran group exercise classes and then um, worked in corporate health education and corporate fitness programs. But my education is nutrition. I was a dietitian and it just sort of was a natural segue to teaching um, healthy populations preventative health care. And so, you know, through the years, the kids my children, Elle and her brother, you know, it was difficult to be a trainer full time. So through the years off and on, and then when they got old enough, I, I took on being a personal trainer and, and sort of a nutrition educator more full time. And I was working as a, um, as a, as a competition prep health coach, for, for a group, um, again, another online training. And, you know, years and years ago, there was no online training. It was literally just, you know, you met with your trainer or you met with your dietitian, and um, or there were educations in your workplaces or hospitals or community outreaches. And so the world of social media exploding in, you know, the, the 90s and early 2000s um, really put a different perspective on things. And I, I wasn't, I, I was Loving what I did. I didn't love the location or, or the affiliation that I was at, and I struggled with that. And what Elle was talking about when she was in college, of course, for me as a passion to educate people out there, and I saw her starting to get very excited about sharing recipes and creativity, and she was very... Um, it, passionate about that and i i, loved I had this
0: pancakes I she love so pancakes. pancakes
1: and and the and the techniques i have no idea the the amazing pictures she could take with the very beginning iPhones okay i was always i was like her pictures were like i want to eat that right off and it was just I'm gonna literally post.
0: I'm going to post a throwback pancake photo on my Instagram today. Unbelievable. When we talk uh, about this podcast when I post that it's
1: uploaded. Ab- absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. And you know, I'd come home from a workout or training a client and there would be this stack of pancakes <laughs> and I would get to eat them. Oh, and yes. but she was struggling with with school, not school, but uh, we're the passion and and that, yeah. and yeah. And I remember um, Saying to her, well, you know, I will give you some seed money to start a blog because you need an outlet for this. And I had this domain name, Best Fit Body. Um, really, literally, I think I've had the domain name now for probably 10 years, 10 years. Knowing someplace that I was going to do something with it, but I had no clue what. So that's where she just sort of took it and, and, and started this. And then obviously people started to follow her. And I came to a pivotal point in my um, in my job where I was very dissatisfied with my ability to educate people the way I wanted to on nutrition and the science behind nutrition that's, and
0: before you oh wait like, on that no 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 I want you to no I want you to expand on that because I think that that's really important for people to understand our values and our philosophy and really the driving force between why I encouraged you to do what you do. So what you don't have to talk specifics because we don't need mm-hmm. to throw anybody under the bus or anything. Um, but what what was it about the industry or this the group that you are a part of that you did not want to associate yourself with?
1: Well when that's that's a, a great way to, to start to think about it. When I was working with this group originally, and it was a group of amazing women um, who really were empowering other women, and our approach when I first started to work with them was really very much more sort of, when I say the word holistically, but looking at the values of food, the values of, you know, good, hard, sweat equity into your, you know, training and, and getting the most that you could get out of what you could do. And, and so really, whether you were going to compete, or whether you were not going to compete, it really was a wonderful um, approach. And and it, it resonated with me, because I am a, you know, and I always coach my clients with the science and understanding of why your body does something. And it's not only because I'm telling you this, you know, do this because this will give you results. I encouraged my clients and still do. Ask me a question. If you want to know why I am telling you to do something, I am going to do my best to explain to you my reasons. Because there there always is a reason why. Yeah. and if um, Even if know. it's... a Even if it's, yeah, even if it's sometimes a reason that, you know what, let's just try it and see what happens because the human body is, you know, is made up of science, but also some mysteries, you know? So I always say that's why if we knew everything about uh, a human body and how it works, then everybody, you know, we'd all be kind of running along like clocks ticking away, but we don't. So, so, so through the time that I was working with this group, the, um, They had decided as a group of coaches to start to um, market and sell products, and I couldn't align myself with the products because I knew there was no science that really could back what was going on. Yeah, it's a multi-level
0: marketing scheme, and it just was something that you weren't, you you couldn't you couldn't find yourself doing and supporting. And so I think that when something like that comes along in your life and you do your values do not align, you have to... There's a little bit of... There's like a growing period and a waiting period where you're not really quite sure what to do. You feel exactly. lost. This is your career. This is how you make your money.
1: Exactly. What if
0: you're the only one who's against it? Who's going to have your back? And I think um, that you dealt with that a lot. And there was... I watched you and that was probably... This is getting personal, you guys are <laughs> getting getting the real detail, but I watched Jules as my mom at the time she wasn't just she wasn't a business partner at all. Um, I watched my mom struggle with that and to see someone feel so trapped uh, between their career and their income and their security and their values is was like i gotta I gotta step in and say something and I'm what am I 19 at the time. Uh-huh. 20 maybe yeah. 20 at the time um, and so that's basically when I said to her just leave
1: <laughs> yeah well there you know there, I think that's very true and I did and many people do find themselves struggling between um, their their values and their passions and their careers and and trying to make it all work and at certain point when things start to get so stressful you do sometimes have to take a, a leap of faith. And, and it really fortunately, you know, I have, I had and have still a very supportive uh, network of my family, my husband, Al's father, and, and Al and, and my our son. And so I knew that it was going to be a risk if I just Decided I was going to leave and really at that point. I made the decision. I just ethically I could not stay and I would find something else I would make something else, but that's when Elle really literally said to me Why don't you just start this yeah. on your own? I, so,
0: I really was just so naive and like looking back now I I understand more but seriously at 20 years old. I didn't even think like well You, you have to worry about money like why would you have to worry about money? Even though that's clear, like at at 20, I didn't know that, but I was like, just go, like, just start something new. And so basically what happened was it was like, what, a few days before he was supposed to travel with this team because they were a team of competitors. And so, so to explain, she was a coach on a team of competitors and she had her individual clients and her, she didn't, she didn't suggest the products for her individual clients, but the whole, but the team as a whole pretty much did. And everybody knew Jules as, oh, she doesn't do this, you know, product. She doesn't, she's not part of it. Um, and, and you felt a little bit like out of the, out of the group, right?
1: Well, I felt not, I guess out of the group, but I knew that I was not going to be part of something that I could not, I, I, I could not wake up and look at myself in the mirror in the morning. I could not look at my clients and, and give them pieces of information knowing that I, that I, I couldn't explain it rationally. You
0: you couldn't deceive
1: them. I couldn't deceive them. And, and I did, you know, I was able to coach for a long time, not using, you know, the, the, the products. Um, and you know, people would come up to me and say, oh, you're so anti-supplements. And I was like, no, I'm not anti-supplements, but there has to be a reason for it. And that's still the same way I am now. And, you know, it's a personal choice. And I do feel that and I do support the personal choice aspect uh, for people who make choices. But I always say you have to be educated. Uh, You know, health and fitness is something that I do not take lightly and so we have to look at it from all the parameters of it and also you know I look at fitness is not you know not only physical fitness but there's fiscal fitness in choices and so if it's something that somebody's just going to spend money that they're not going to get a value about I'm not going to be able to say hey you know I can sell you the Brooklyn bridge too. (laughs) So, you know, yeah. So, um, so that, that really was, um, it, and the moment I made that decision to leave, even though I knew it was a risk, I felt this amazing, amazing sense of relief. And, you know, people will say, were you scared? And I, I have to say, well, I was a little worried about how I was going to make the income, but I think if, you and for- I'm
0: over here like oh it's gonna be easy. Yeah, like, I had no stress in the easy. world. And I but I, I will say I will say having a business partner. I think it's really important to have someone that is like okay I'm super worried about the money and then somebody else is just like it's gonna happen because then together you have the thought and like the you understand that that's still very important but there's also this balance of like okay well we just have to create and then the rest will fall into place and if we're creating and if we're putting in value and if we're putting in the effort and our passion then it'll come full circle and we won't have to worry about the money and I think that that's that balance at least in the beginning you know yeah is how we made it
1: well and I think well, I know for sure it is what is part of being uh, when they talk about somebody who is an entrepreneur or somebody who has the entrepreneurial spirit. And you don't always need a business partner to bounce things off of, but it often helps. But you do if you have a passion and a dream, you have to be able to uh, have some risk not be risk averse but you have to be wise and you have to take your time and often not leap into things because even with my decision to leave it wasn't a complete leap because i knew i i it wasn't like i didn't have some savings that i knew if i i, right. I didn't have to i knew i could always go back to training clients well i was still training clients at the time i didn't uh, actually leave all of my one-on-one clients until uh Team Best fit Body really took off so I still did have my training clients I just didn't have my, my coaching clients and I was only um,
0: 20 and so I had a part time job because I was in school so it wasn't a worry for me like because it was a hobby and I took it as a As a fun hobby, and not even like, oh, this is going to be my career. Because I will even bring it back to this point where, uh, like I said before, everybody is an online trainer now, and everybody wants to make. Not everybody. I I know some of you listening is not, but a lot of people want to make online training their full time career. And before you do that, don't you know? Don't quit your day job.
1: Don't quit Um, your day job. (laughs) Like
0: don't quit your. I think I was working at GNC um, yeah. at the time, um, yeah. or like front desk at a, um, a Boston sports
1: club. Yeah. I think those were well, and, jobs. <laughs> and there's, you know, and there's, again, uh, it was also, you know, at this point, you know, I, I was in my early fifties and had the business sense and I had, you know, run corporate health education programs. I had managed gyms. I, you know, I, I had, worked in many places and and I had owned other businesses. So I had a business background. So I knew I had a business plan. I knew how to figure that out. And that's, you know, sometimes people just start and they just start doing the activity and you have to get experience that way. But for us, you know, one of the biggest things that we had to do when we made the transition was really to set up the systems. And when you Mm -hmm. set up systems you know it's not just oh I'm just going to email this and this you have to how you start? <laughs> How, what, what oh, we,
0: we had word documents and templates for our workouts. Templates, to start, right? Yeah,
1: and I and I hand wrote all the t- uh, all the workouts. And just because I figured, you know, it would be a few people, but the business grew, and <laughs> a lot of people who I had worked with in the past, whether they were, you know, clients from um, my training or clients from the other coaching, or, you know, just word of mouth, because a lot of times people, you know, I always say, when you walk around, and you are living and breathing the results from the programming that we give you, you're our best advertisement. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we were started, the referrals started to come in, and people, it just started growing and growing. And um, so then I, I reached a point where I could no longer manage the programming and, and the check-in. So I moved to to some um, online support systems to help me manage billing. Um, I used to use PayPal at the beginning and that, know, that, yeah. was, that was okay for a while, but then it became very hard for tax reporting, believe it or not. So, um, and
0: I, I do want to just make the point while you're kind of discussing how we started and what the systems we were using, to anybody who's interested or trying to juggle a business, you don't have to start with the top of the line type of programs or assistance, like you, outsourcing is great, but if you don't have the budget to outsource, you're going to have a heavy workload to start. And I think that that is one thing that people, I guess, don't have the patience for, or they think that they can't manage. But at the beginning stages, it's a lot, it's a lot of work and, you know, it's, the work does never stops, especially if you own your own business. But if you're starting and you write your workouts on, um, or you you know you write out like an email and it's like <laughs> not the prettiest, it's production, not perfection. So right. if you're focusing on getting the product out there, but and you're not toying with oh my god, what font should I use? What color should this be? Is that logo perfect or not perfect? And it's stopping you from actually getting like the real meat of the business out there that's you're doing yourself a disservice you know yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because what actually propelled me to start to step out and and use one of these more organized delivery systems for training was I had, I was starting to get carpal tunnel from typing. (laughs) And and I just, I was, you know, 10 hours a day, I was typing emails and programming and, and I just, you know, I was getting the repetitive stress in my forearms and, you know, I was, I, 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 the, you know, I just said I can't do that anymore. One of the things too that is very important that you brought up about making sure you have systems, system. most important things at the beginning um, is to make sure that you really run your business like a business. You know, you really should make sure that you have um, insurance. Make sure that you have your legal end tidied up and that, you know, you're, you're selling a product you know, you know, it's not necessarily a product, it's really a service, so that you have to make sure that, you know, you know what you're doing, number one, and you should um, be able to deliver truth in what you're offering, and so if you're not really 100% sure, then sometimes having... Uh, somebody with a little more business sense, you know, there are business advisors, there are business lawyers, um, don't go to, you know, legal zoom, you know, you're going to get, you know, boilerplate things that may not be related to you. So, you know, it may cost you 100, a, a couple hundred dollars to get your license, you know, your LLCs or your licensing and and, and um, business uh, identification numbers and, and, and registered and do all the things you need to do. But it's important for you as uh, treat yourself as a business person. Um, whether you know you're gonna start selling scarves on you know knitted scarves online and that's your business, you should just make sure that you um, you prepare yourself, think, like you are already bigger than you are, um, because you will grow into it. Obviously you don't spend thousands of dollars on legal resources. Yeah, um, but, it's okay to but start, it, but you should at least get basics, started yeah. with something because, um, that's a very important factor. And, um, it, because if you don't, it can turn around and, and, yeah, and bite, you bite, you, <laughs> bite you in the butt. And, you know, so things like, um, you know, your website and references and, terminology you use and just
0: yeah, you, those kinds of those things are be careful all things with. that you have to take, take care of especially if you are starting a business and you don't maybe have a business partner that's knowledgeable just try to reach out to somebody um and and you'll you know you'll have a little bit of help there um so basically i where are we now so that's what i want to ask you so this was to give you guys a little bit of a timeline we'll kind of rewind and explain so all of this started in 2013 actually i was struggling hardcore hardcore at the beginning of uh, i'm like uh yeah hardcore at the beginning of 2013 it was my sophomore year of college I had joined a sorority, I was at University of New Hampshire, I was just miserable. I was not interested in partying, I was not interested in the typical college stuff, and that's literally why I turned to Instagram, because my roommates didn't get it, my friends didn't get it, I wasn't really loving school, um, I felt like a, like a little fish in a big pond um, at UNH, and I just didn't feel like I belonged, so once I started to, you know... Get into this Instagram community, um, which it was definitely more of a community then versus you know now it's a lot different. Um, it's a marketing tool <laughs> for the most part now, um, but I, it was fun for me and and that was it was my outlet and so I turned a passion into a career and I do think that that's the most the most beneficial. Uh, and I guess fulfilling way to develop a career is taking a passion, but it's not to say that your career has to be something that you are wildly passionate about. Um, I do think that there's a little bit of a misconception um, in maybe just on social media or just like in general in society when people talk um, that being your own boss is like the ultimate thing that you should everyone should be looking to do but that's not true okay so if you're listening to this and you are not necessarily someone who wants to become their own boss or is an entrepreneur or wants to own an online training business that is okay we need people who love what they do helping in an assembly line helping to make a bigger machine run um so i think that that's really important because i think we get caught up thinking like the ultimate dream is to work at home on your laptop in your pajamas which like it's it's so it's so not for a lot of people um so i just wanted to bring that up yeah no that's a the yeah. transition because yeah. like we need nurses. We need doctors. We need people who work for these big companies that help the world run. So while we do something that is more of a specialty service, just because you see a bunch of girls online who are online trainers and all of a sudden they get online and they make it their full-time job, that's not necessarily success. That's a different type of success. If that's not something that you're doing, I just want to put that out there. Know that what you are doing, it makes a difference, even if you're a, a smaller part of a big machine.
1: Yes, and I think that's that's important. Um, you know, we work with a lot of different People and a lot of people who come to us get very passionate about fitness. And during the course, I'm asked many, many times, "Well, how do I, you know, how do I blossom my career?" I would like to, you know, people will leave all sorts of jobs because they want to go and be, a, you know, a trainer, or they they think doing what we do is what they want to do. And it is, it's a lot of hard work. And I tell people all the time, you know, start small and see if you like it. Don't quit your day job. Um, you have to like you have to not only like, you have to love the lifestyle. When I was a trainer, um, I always used to joke that I lived in my car because I would be back and forth, you know, and I was at two different gyms as well as clients' homes. And I would literally, I felt like I lived in my car. And you have to to like that lifestyle and you have to know how to compartmentalize your time. It's the same thing if you decide that you're going to go and do something like what we do being online trainers. You know, we have to, Decide on our hours. We have to. We have to be very disciplined and make sure that you know we get what we want to get done. Um, you have to be dreaming all the time. Your creativity. You always have to look for ways to do things better. You have to. You have to be also your own self-critic. So when things are not going or something happens that you know you have a, a client that maybe is struggling or not happy, um, you have to sit there and and think well. How can I help them? What can I do different? What should I do different? So that can, um, that also takes a type of a personality because you may be passionate about what you love and maybe it's what you believe in but maybe what you believe in is not going to work for that person so that's that's where you always have to be um i would say we always have to be kind of like chameleons and we have to be able to bend and flex with not only our individuals but with the times and i'll just give a little flashback um you know when when i used to train clients in, you know, in the gym, it, you know, we didn't have a lot of these tools of, you know, following up with them. It was, you know, phone calls and then eventually texts came along and we could text them, you know, how are things going? And then emails and communications. And so it's so very different now to be able to, to work with your clients. Um, and so, it's just, you have to be able to be flexible with the time and, and with the world changing and your own personal goals and things that you change. Uh,
0: I will say that a lot of people, and this, I hear a lot from other trainers. So say you love to work out, maybe you're a competitor, or, you know, you're, you're studying exercise science in school, um, a number of those things. You're an athlete yourself, and then you step foot into a gym and you start training people. A lot of times I hear that people don't love it because their passion for fitness is not matched With the people that are coming in needing personal training and it's draining for a lot of people to work with people who would rather not be there. And so your desire for fit your your love for fitness can't come before your desire to help others succeed so that's all fine well and good if you love to work out the real task in being a trainer is that you're a motivator you're there to listen to them you're there to help them um you're not just there to make them love box jumps and bulgarian split split squats which uh, i don't love and i wouldn't i if you love them please tag me on Instagram and let me know. Um, (laughs) Seriously. But so that is one huge thing is that like, you have to understand that your passion as a teacher and an educator and a coach or or someone who's guiding someone, if this is the space that you want to be in, or even just in any space, you have to understand that not everybody's going to have your same passion. And if you only run on passion, that will fizzle out.
1: Yes. Excellent. Yes. wonderfully, um, said, and I do think that that is a a big, uh, aspect of why, and it could be for, you know, in many applications, but why people, and I want to say why people fail, why people who are in the sort of, or or get burnt out in the, in the helping industry, whether you are a trainer, um, a nurse, um, if you're, you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, I just flashed thinking about like dental hygienists and how many times they must tell people that they need to brush and floss and then they see their you know there are people you know six months later and they're like yes I can tell you know you, you did or you didn't and sometimes you feel like you are repeating yourself over and over again but you know what sometimes you just need to say it in a different way and that's where we I think if we are going to do a service out there as health educators and, and wellness educators is that we have to sometimes say the simplest things over and over again, but we have to find different ways to communicate our message. And so, you know, whether we're working with people who are, you know, prepping for sort of the, the extreme sports and, you know, we work with people who are bodybuilders and we have people who do try, you know, triathlons and ultra marathons. Um, those are a little more extreme, but the everyday person who just wants to feel better, just, you know, wants to look a little better, just get a little stronger or fight the process of aging. You know, sometimes we just have to break it down. And for other people, you know, people just say, oh, I don't want to do that because that seems so boring. Oh, no. Our biggest challenges are our. Helping those people open their eyes to it, and and if they walk away learning a few things about themselves and feel empowered or stronger or healthier because of it, we I know Ellen, I talk about this all the time. We feel like that's a, a double high five, you know? Yeah, that's um, our job. That's, yeah, yeah. Huge success. Do your Huge job. Yeah, and so that's,
0: so that's that's kind of where it took us. Those those obstacles and the you know. We explained to you how we got started, and then we've basically just been go 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 for the past what is it four years now? Four and a
1: half, four and yeah, a half years be five now. five years coming yeah, basically, up. Basically, yeah. we had
0: you know we had for a while. What would you say mostly competition?
1: It you know it's it it's been about, it was about two thirds lifestyle, one third competition. Last year was a huge competition year. Yeah. Um, so Sounds it was probably closer to 50, 50. And so it just, I think it's the trends, you know, people want to compete. We, and then people don't want to compete. And some people want to do more of this activity or that activity. Um, so it does, it kind of balances out
0: That's Cool though, because yeah. we, there's so many The beauty of doing it online and uh, appealing to the masses in terms of location and then also age and and everything, Um, there there are ebbs and flows of competitions all over the place. Um, And so to take someone who is across the country or even in a different country and have them compete at a random time of the year like christmas time it happens and so it's it's nice that it's it's kind of a a year round um we we never really know what to expect but we always take you know we take the the season for what it is and if we have more competitors then we tailor to them um so um i just want to ask you one question and then um and then i'll follow up with um my tips for my tips for you guys if you're really interested in you know, becoming your own boss, um, Jules. What would you say is the hardest thing about being a business owner, um, working with me, um, or uh, this isn't a comparison thing? Like, is I, it hard working with me? But. <laughs> But what's it, but what's it like? What's, what's, what do you find challenging about being a business owner? Um, and then also what do you find challenging about working with your daughter? Cause I want,
1: Oh, okay. Well, challenging about a business owner. Um, it, oh gosh, you know, the, wow. I wish you yeah. had given me this question and, to think no, about for like 24 nope, hours nope. on the spot. And
0: I want, I want, you know, like
1: two right off like, the cuff. Yeah. And like yeah. two
0: words, like what do you, well, two
1: words, I, I don't know. Um, I have to say, honestly, um, it, endurance. Um, endurance is a huge oh, yeah. factor. And, and when I'm, I'm talking about endurance in a lot of different ways, um, it comes down to pushing through um, lots of... Whatever it is, and so for me, a lot of it is the timeline. Um, a lot of things as a business owner, but also with our business, is very um, time oriented because you know, our expectations from our clients for getting programs done, our yeah, expectations to, to help them now. based on time. We're very goal oriented, so I put a lot of pressure on myself to hit goals for the business as well as goals for me personally. Um, so I guess that's it. I'm going to say endurance is the nice. is, is, is factor. Um, being a business owner, it is also, it's really hard to, um, I can shut it off at night by a certain time. So like, you know, 7.30 on a particular night, I might say, okay, my computer's closed down. But it's really hard to shut it off for days. Um, this was the first time I had actually taken, in fi- almost five years, Um, taken four days where I I actually literally had to be in a car with no internet access (laughs) for two episodes of four days in January. Um, And I need, and, and I, I needed to do that. And it was really hard. And um, so, but I did. And then the other question for being uh, Elle's boss, well, Elle is fantastic. So it's Elle herself. (laughs) Um, she is, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and sort of espouse my pro- my pride my proud motherly words here. I wasn't you know, going for this. Well, I well, uh, Wait, wait, wait. Some some critique is gonna come. <laughs> it, it, one of the biggest things is she's creative. She is energetic. She is um, focused on the. You know, what if we? You know, and and that's what I do need because I know me as a person. I do, I look at. I got to get this done, this done, this done. So when she will step in and say, well, what if we? And and it and it brings me back around to realizing I need to keep looking ahead, um, and I do look ahead, but I don't look ahead. As, as much as I should because sometimes I'm just trying to get through cool. what I need to do for the day the other part of it is oh. she is my daughter um, so I do I do and I have gotten better at it um, I need to step back and realize that I am her boss and she sometimes needs to rem- you know, she does remember that I am her boss but um, probably that she's, she is wiser than her years but
0: and I'm stubborn
1: and she's stubborn yeah. <laughs> and I also know she's got a lot to learn and don't take this too personally but anybody out there who who works with um I want to say I don't want to say the millennials because I hate that or the 25 20, yeah, 30 year olds out. but uh, yeah why watch, watch out but sometimes and I and I remember when I was young and I had you know senior educated more experienced people you know saying, hey, you know, just wait, you'll learn more. And so I'm trying to, ha- you know, pace her with some of that um, and I've, just teaching her those things that sometimes pace, pacing. Yes. So yeah. that's it. I,
0: I that's will it. say that uh, I am a jump without a net person. <laughs> I am, I, I jump and I either find a net or I create one on the way down or I deal with it when i fall and so i think that as a business owner uh, or part owner um, or being involved at the top of a business um, you have to sometimes jump and hope that you're going to you know not completely break your leg but um you know figure it out on the way down um so that was that was that was um (laughs) <laughs> that was helpful, though, because it's true. We do have to recognize our strengths and weaknesses and, um, you know, not get caught up on the weaknesses, but have somebody that's able to point them out. And Jules and I do the same, and I will say that she is just incredible at kind of organizing the, um, you know, what needs to happen right now, right in front of us, and um, you you just need that. You need that type of relationship and, and connection. So I want to just leave you guys, I want to kind of just like sum up what we talked about and leave you guys with um, three things, three kind of truths beto- uh, behind um, BYOB being your own boss. Um, and and uh, the first one would be to figure out your value. So if you're somebody that is trying to become a business owner or start something new, um, figure out what your value is to people. Now, I don't mean like monetary value, but really what are you providing for someone that they would want to purchase a product from you or a service with you, work with you? Um, You have to find your value and you have to know that you you are different and you're good enough and not to get caught up like, oh, there's so many... Online trainers out there because there are, but every trainer has their own story and their own uniqueness. So, Jules and I have our own story, we have our own approach to you know flexible dieting and flexible nutrition and training. Um, and so, you do provide something unique, so you just have to find something that is of value that people will cherish and they will want to you know have in their life. Uh, the second thing, we talked about stability of your income. Don't quit your day job and don't put all of your eggs in one basket. If you do and somebody steals your basket, you are left with no eggs. And you you really need that stability, especially if you are providing for not only yourself, but maybe um, a spouse or maybe a child. Um, so don't quit your day job. Um, wait until your passion or this new venture kind of matches or you feel can be stable enough for you to really run with. Um, You know, it's not that you shouldn't have belief in yourself because you want to believe that you can do it, um, but you also don't want the stress because I think sometimes stress in it, I need to, you know, I need more clients, I need more money, takes away from that passion. Joel's is nodding your head like, yeah, do you want to add something to that? <laughs>
1: no, I think that's really important because um, kicking off a business or when a business is in a growth mode, you know, with your, you know, whatever it is, um, sometimes you, if you have to worry about um, money so much, like when is my rent where's my rent money going to come from then you can't focus and yeah, when and your you
0: clients will t- yeah they, they can almost sm- it's like you know, like they say like it teachers t- children can smell the fear if you're a teacher that, you know like <laughs> yeah I, you're, I truly believe that if if you have that type of negative energy almost carrying you around it will reflect in everything that you do
1: absolutely yeah yeah. yeah.
0: So, so um, two is stability of your income. Don't just you know just don't don't quit your day job quite yet. Um, and then the third is just to be confident in your skills and your marketing. So. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, a little bit more production and less perfection. So just be confident in what you're putting out there. Um, don't obsess over your fonts and your, you know, your captions, um, you know, make them of good value. But if you, every time you go to put something out there on the, you know, on the internet, um, it'll be there forever. <laughs> no, but um, but really make sure that you're just you have your core value for what that, the purpose of that message is. And it's not a bunch of fluff and it's, there's, there's no like roundabout way to get to it. Um, just put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect and don't obsess over it. Because um, again, people can, can see that. People can see when there's true passion and value um, in what you put out there. Um, and that's what allows you to cre- create that true connection with people. And that's how you will be successful in a business. So.
1: I'll well, well say.
0: So that's it, guys. We did it. <laughs> we t- we we shared our story, and um and um that was fun. Thanks, Jules.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I just yeah, I think it's great that uh, people get to hear a little bit about us. Yeah. So we want to hear about you guys and yeah. your your passions. So if yeah. you feel like you want to share what you're passionate about in your notes on you know comments on on this uh, video, we'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, we definitely would love if you listened and you liked the podcast. Please, please, please take a screenshot of it and share it on your story and tag both myself and Jules. Our Instagrams um, are in the show notes here if you do not already follow us. And again, we are doing that uh, giveaway for um, leaving a review. So if you do leave us a review after this podcast, please, please, please take a screenshot of it and uh, uh, email the, rev- uh, the screenshot of the review to us at info at bestfitbody.com and we will see you guys next week. We actually like I told you at the beginning, um, real quick, sorry, don't go yet. Um, we will be uploading on Tuesdays and uh, every other week will be a lifestyle topic. Um, it may be about fitness and maybe about something else and maybe a story time like today. And then the other weeks in between will be competition related so you will know um, what's next. So next week will be a competition related topic, um, just so we can kind of hit both sides of it. And um, we'd love to know if this length of the podcast is enjoyable this is about 50 minutes so if you guys prefer 50 minute long podcasts or if you would want shorter ones like 15 minutes we would love to hear that feedback so my dm is always open for feedback and we just want to say thank you and have a lovely rest of your day bye guys Bye.